We flipped a coin, okay? You and me. You and me. Coin flip is sacred. Y'all ready for a show today, baby? Ah, no time, baby. We've been waiting all week, baby. This is where it happens right here, man. We man up, we stand up. We man up, we stand up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 29, NFL Week 11, the coin flip, 2019 NFL season. We are hot and heavy in the middle of the season now. Um, a lot of survivor pools are absolutely fucked. Um, we can bleep that one out here in a minute, but that was a, <laughs> uh, a brutal Sunday. The um, Super 7, Super Contest, GCFFL, I mean, there is it is tight. There's a lot going on with about six weeks left. We have, I think, two more weeks of big bye weeks. This one's another pretty big bye week. Um, so a lot of waiver wire deal, a lot, a lot going on in the NFL season. And then there's also that fatigue factor. We mentioned it on the golf a little earlier that some guys are like done. They're checked out. They're like three and eight in their their or three and seven in their season long. Their survivor ended week six and they've lost all their bankroll because they're not a GC member, which most of our guys are, hopefully, if you're following. And they're dead to right. So they're already looking at other stuff, NBA, whatever. But I think the core is still alive and kicking week 11. You know, another three or four weeks from now, it'll be a little bit less. But the next three weeks are pretty important in most aspects, whether it be you got King of the Beach week one this week. We'll get our, our comments from my, my partner in crime, uh, Tambo. You got, uh, unlike last year, I think the finals is next week. We'll confirm that with Tambo in a second. You got, College football world series, uh, world championships coming up. You got season long NFL is probably you got three weeks left, most of them before playoffs. So a lot going on at this time of the year. Um, college football playoffs talk is picking up. All kinds of scenarios still out there. Nothing's yet to be decided. My Sooners, who um, were up twenty one in the fourth, decided to barely win the game on a two point conversion uh, interception play two hours north of me in Waco this weekend. So it's a great time of the year. Uh, we went from 80 degrees to 35 degrees in the last 24 hours, which has not helped my cold. I continue to fight. So most of the talking tonight outside of this intro is going to come from Tambo because my throat's on fire and I do have this may or may not be water in here. <laughs> But I can tell you it's probably not water. But it's going to keep me going through the pod. I still got a ton of golf limes to build. But I'm excited. I don't know why. I just feel good about this week overall. I don't know if it's because I know Tambo's going to get going to ship the king of the beach this week and make it to the finals. And, hell, I may fly down to Miami just to hang out with him and make sure he makes his tea time with Baroff and whoever this year. But um, <laughs> w- without further ado, my partner is always at Totag and Tambo on Twitter. Tambo, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm excited. Yeah, this is a big week, man. Like you said, King of the Beach, excited for that. That's going to be a, you know, it's always like a little bit of anxiety because you you know you're capable. You want to just do your same thing. 
focus and do it, but you got to do it, right? That That's the thing. So, uh, yeah, I hope our, if you're feeling good about this week, I'm hoping it's because we line up on a lot of the same picks. So we'll see. We just had our golf chat, went through that with the, with all the members and whatnot back there and went through all our stuff there. So, you know, I'm like you still got some golf ahead of me tonight, but the football is the big thing I want to talk about, man. So uh, do you want me to do the sponsors tonight? Make it easy on you? Get into that stuff and bang it out right quick? Uh, sure, but I want to ask you a question. Sure. You said something, so I'm going to go ahead and hit it up. We have a big – we've had a strategy talk all night, and our last deal was up behind the premium wall, obviously, and if you're missing that, then that's not that's not very wise on you, and we'll get into why you should join it. Um, there's right. several several thousand-dollar package on the line um, to join if you're not in already. I have an opinion, and I'll say it in a second, because obviously I made the um, college football world, whatever they call it, bullshit. Bull, I mean, not bullshit. I, I love DK and all that, but whatever they call it, um, championship last weekend. So I'm in it, top 50. But when you go into it, is there human nature to overthink yourself, or do you try to go, forget that, I'm just building a bullet like I normally would, and I just got to go? How, how do you think it, how do you attack that? Because you've been in a lot of finals, a lot of, a lot of that stuff. How do you do it? Yeah, I think that's, uh, you just nailed it. And that's the thing. Uh, the experience will pay off. I think, you know, our, our bread and butter is golf. And we talk about it. And we see it all the time with golfers where, you know, they get into the final day. And then what happens is they burn themselves up because they haven't been in that spot before. And then they get back there the next Sunday and you got a little more faith in them maybe for a matchup bet, or maybe they close the door completely. So that's, that's a different story, but it's much of the same, you know, the first couple of times, definitely way more nervous, definitely, you know, really stressing it throughout the week. And now my focus is just, I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to do what I do all the time. And my biggest thing, I say this, you know, in the lightest terms, but I'm going to let others make mistakes, not saying I cannot make mistakes because I definitely can and have many a time, but I'm saying process wise, I'm going to stick to my process. I'm going to do what I always do. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, Uh, you know, it worked out good for me at the start of the season and King of the gridiron. It worked out good last Sunday to get me into it. Like I joked on Twitter, I had to buy my way in. You know, I haven't played. I, that was only my second, third, and fourth 1Ks that I played in all season to get into it. And it was only because it's the ending and I wanted to get in. I was that far deep. I had so many seconds. It was the running joke that I was the Ricky Fowler, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And even on Sunday, it was so funny. The screenshot will show it. I got two seconds and a first. So I was like, I, I was happy to get the one, not complaining at all. So I'm going to stick to the same process that I've been doing. I'm going to make sure I'm putting in the best lineup and hope that other people do too many, too much stacking or overthink some of this pricing we're going to talk about this week and that sort of thing and go from there. I'm not going to lie. There's two words you say. I don't know the other one, but when you say process and all that, it gets me all warm and tingling inside. I don't even know. Is it, is, it, is it process it's, or is it process? That's a good question. Well, no, how you say it's how Chris Jericho says it. So I, I'm always, I get the Canadian feeling. I'm like, I get all warm and fuzzy inside, but you say another word. I'm like, I wish I could speak like that. I may like, I can think I could make my wife happy if I just spoke like that. Cause it, it's natural to you. And it sounds like great. And I'm like, fuck, why can't I say it? And I see him on this pod. <laughs> he, he says it exactly like you. So when you say it, I immediately think Chris Jericho in my head. So I know all these guys are like who, who's wrestling, but re- wrestling's, it may be a little undertaker style coming back to life after the last couple of weeks. Um, I know the Slack, which I'll point out. Hey, Bucks, if you're watching this, um, go F yourself because you said it would never be popular. And it's re- it's very yeah. unpopular right I now. I think it's more popular in the DFS space than people actually give credit for. Like you'll see oh, not 100%. just with the, you know, Undertaker rise from the dead gif where he's popping up and, and sitting there standing up. And that's your lineup coming back to life. But I think people actually are low-key WWE and old school WWF fans talking Undertaker, Tatanka, Razor Ramon type days. Well, yeah. And, and I think the AEW is bringing that 
out of the grave type deal. Like they're saying we're going old school. Like the pay-per-view last Saturday. I mean, like I there's a point there where I was like, I don't know if all my kids watching it. Like there was <laughs> that 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 I mean that that you know Moxley's his name, but obviously, you know, Dean Ambrose who I don't you know, that match was hellacious. Old school, not mid eighties, Halloween Havoc, Dusty Rhodes versus Flair, Blood, Terry Funk. I mean, that's what I was thinking of in my head, which I loved as a kid, but then I'm watching my kids. I'm like, man, why did I love that shit? Now I'm crazy. I mean, you start thinking about all that, but it, it, there may be a couple pods coming up. I may have to get Feinberg out of the, out of the ceiling and say, Hey, some bitch, let's talk some wrestling. Cause he's one of the guys that will do it with me. Um, but you will too. Everybody will joke around with it a little bit, but I think, I think it's, it's on the rise for sure. We'll be talking um, about the Honda, I'm sure as well, which we'll get into the oh, Honda promo shit. later, we, but we, I think we, that'll be a big conversation yeah. there. We may have a fucking ring out the Honda by the time it's all said yeah, and done. Exactly. <laughs> um, as you mentioned, yes, yeah, sponsors and affiliates. Obviously, our best sponsor out there, Super Draft, our season long sponsor. Ten dollars gets you ten dollars with the gut promo. I, I really don't know how many times I have to say this. Everybody, and I, I will be honest with you guys. You guys have been phenomenal in their words, not ours. The Gups crew has been our strongest, consistent customers today. You know, on this big push they've had, and they spent some money. Not with us necessarily, but out there getting us a reach. And Tambo's been our, our lead guy there talking to him. And and they love our crew. Our guys are committed. They're dedicated. They're growing it. We, we talk about it. We give content. Um, you know, last week, I've yet, I think I've had one or two weeks I haven't turned a quote-unquote profit. And, and last week was like break even to me. But after the noon games, I was way up. Obviously came a little bit back down. But finished break even. I continue, and we've had – I share it with the guys, Tambo, JB, and all those. We have so many guys that are like, man, I'm glad you told me about Super Draft because I do feel uncomfortable in DraftKings. It's so overwhelming. There's so many people. And I went over there, and I put 40 bucks in, which I thought was kind of like piddly bullshit in DraftKings, but I put it over here, and it goes a lot longer. And I'll play a $5 NBA, or, or and they have every sport, right, NFL, NBA, PGA, hockey, MLB. I had a guy DM me the other day. He goes, man, I love hockey, but – I love it over there because I don't have to really think it's hard. I don't have enough time. And we're not hyping it up because it benefits us at all. It's it's more because we want to teach people. And every, anybody that knows us that's in the community, like, I don't promote stuff I don't believe in or play myself. And I've 100% put money into it, and I 100% believe in it. And I reached out to them. Tambo can attest. And I said, if you guys are serious, we're in. If this is some bullshit that you're not going to commit to, then I don't want to be in it because I only promote people I think that are in for the long haul. It doesn't have anything to do with DraftKings because I love DraftKings. I have nothing against them. I mean, they treated me super well, but I'm a big guy that competition, you know, helps everything. And so you can have great of everything. And in my opinion, especially golf, which is our core per se, DraftKings dominates. FanDuel is shit, and I'd say that to their face right now. If they came up to me, I said your your product's shit. Um, Yahoo kind of tries, but it's pretty much shit as well right now. And so I've told SuperDraft that I said, "Hey, we're working on a deal with them right now. I'll just tell you, hey, if you guys want to make a, a a a slam dunk impact into a community, a niche community, if you put some resources into golf next year." I assure you, you'll get some attention because right now it's DraftKings and nothing else. So hopefully we'll get to that. But if you're really wanting to try out some NFL these last few weeks, do this. Use Gup. You can go to the website, gupscorner.com slash affiliates. Click it. Deposit 10 bucks. You get another 10 bucks. Play whatever you want to play. Once you put it in play, if you win 100 bucks that day and pull it out, 
you're done. You don't you don't have to roll it over or anything like that. Their top contest right now is a eighty thousand dollar guarantee. Tambo, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know when I finish my lineups at eleven thirty central time, so thirty minutes before kickoff. There was still probably eight hundred to a thousand dollars entries left. In, in there's always about yeah, that's the thing right now. So there's a lot of overlay. Like I said, we can go on and on for you know about it, but the point is, is that it's just something different. It's hard to not profit. I find honestly, it's not a brag because you're only getting even myself. I only play like a hundred bucks on there. I'll put five lineups for twenty bucks just as an added bonus, just to have something in there. And it's just one or two of them profit or get into the cash, and you're likely almost at profit if not above. If three of them cash, even more. And if one of them does well then who knows, you could be well on your way to a big score, 10 grand or something. So eight grand, whatever the top is, uh, you know, this time around. So I guess that's the big thing. But to Gup's point, that's what we're really trying to drive home is that the more we drive it as Gup's corner members and jump it in there together, the more they're willing to push golf, which is, you know, what we're selling them on is we want to grow with them, not for them or with, you know, or against some type deal against the other, uh, you know, providers so much. We want them to be a provider that can take out someone like a FanDuel, nothing against FanDuel. It's just if you want to have a better golf product or more selection, that's always a good thing for the public and for us included, especially for the community where we can jump jump ahead and gain a bit of an edge in that way. Well, and I agree. I mean, there's you go back three years ago, like Fantasy Draft and all those guys, they took a risk, and we're trying to tell Super Draft, as much as a risk as everybody's taken, the only person that's capitalized on PGA is DraftKings right now, which they've done a good job, but they still have yet to put a fucking live final out. And so I, there's opportunity there. And, and and I believe PGA DFS will grow in a faster rate than any other sport by far in 2020. I've said that many, many times behind the scenes to all my teammates, um, not because it's been our, our go-to, which ironically NFL was my original. I know you were, you were NBA and all, I mean like none of golf was like our original, but it's just kind of caught on and we've done well. But I truly believe that, and I think we have enough, you know, with the community members, all that, that let's support them and give them a chance right now. And the more we support them, the more they believe, and we'll get some awesome contests out there. And I think they're going to I think they're gonna come to the, the table once we get towards a Masters and all that kind of stuff. But even in January, I think they'll be there. Um, as always, Fanshare Sports, great guys. I have, a, I have a call with them tomorrow, hopefully. We're working on some stuff together again in-depth as you can get on ownership, get the, the pro edge advantage, use the code GUP, 20% off. They have all the tags and, and fan, uh, deep in-depth ownership percentages. Um, obviously, I get my NFL and my my uh, my PGA ownership, but it's, you know, everybody sees that. It's just what it is. There's this in-depth, the tags and all that kind of stuff. And they have a great product. I mean, I like them or I wouldn't, they wouldn't be a sponsor no matter. They're good guys. Um, I personally talk to them, you know, one-on-one a lot. And so we work together. And so I appreciate them. And if you, if you're one of those deep dive ownership tap guys and, and looking over the, the trends, they have a great content. So you can get on there 20% off pro football focus is if you're a, just a down hard, you know, geek nerd type NFL guy, which I am. So I mean, I've been a member for him for a while and finally got to work with them on a, being a, a sponsor of ours, but Right now, they're doing $50 off for Elite, $10 off for the monthly Elite. $50 is the annual. And this really comes into play more on the annual. If you want to do the monthly, that's still great, $10. But the annual, you get $50 off. And if you're a big-time college football draft guy, off-season, transaction, best ball, 
you want to read every little article or anything that comes out about the NFL team and transactions, this is where to go. It has all the information. It's what I use a lot for my in-depth research. It's a little more expensive, but it's worth it if you like that stuff. It's only for certain guys, you know, that may, guys or girls that may like that information. Um, we'll get into this a little bit later, but as always, rate and review us on iTunes. Right now, that could potentially have a three or $4,000 advantage to you if you make sure you rate and review us before February 4th. I'll, I'll cover that here in the, in the final thoughts. And then also Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube or Twitch. The listener league will be up in a little bit if I don't already have it up. I don't think I got to it. I did get the golf up, obviously, but it's been a crazy day. Last week, man, the guy had a tremendous lineup. DAG223. I was up there for a while, top five, which I'm normally not. So I was kind of happy that I kind of got to sweat a little bit. Um, he obviously had Lamar Jackson. He had DJ like me, who got us like point five points, maybe, maybe zero. I don't even remember what he finished with. Uh Derek, Derek <laughs> Henry, great call. Um, Michael Thompson or Michael Thomas obviously he finished great even though he came a little short there at the goal line Jamison Crowder who I played as well his life was very similar to mine but he just had a couple of pieces that were different uh, Andrews who you were you were high on the LJ and Andrews combo last week Ronald Jones who was almost a plug and play but I think and I want to get your opinion on this I even went a little harder on him when the news came out because I thought everybody would move off him to try to get up. And so I was like, well, I'll just stay here and, and see how it plays out. Luckily it played out decent. I haven't had a great NFL year, but uh, you know, this week I broke even, but I stayed on Jones. I didn't move off of him. And the Steelers D was something I didn't play, but I liked in the betting world and talked about it, but it was just a mistake, not a mistake. It was just something I missed overall a tremendous lineup. I would say, Cash-esque, but, you know, I don't know that Henry, Crowder, those kind of guys are – I mean, they were just kind of GPP plays. What do you think, Tambo? No, it's a, it's like more of a hybrid, what I would call a hybrid, where it can work in cash because it's a good PPR lineup, right? If you look at – I mean, besides maybe Henry, but we knew him. You and I talked about it directly on the podcast last week yep. that he can make a touchdown happen that is equal to six catches. You know what I mean? So that's the the kind of the – idea and obviously any running back could make you know can score a touchdown and make one happen but I'm saying he's just more likely to the matchup was there everything sensed that it was going to go that way it's actually a lot of the picks that we talked about on the pod and liked you know I had the LJ to Mark Andrews we talked about the Henry uh you mentioned like the Ronald Jones thing that's you know interesting it's definitely worth discussing because he was he was in play for sure at 4300 he had the matchup everything made sense I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say anyone who moved off him to get Damian Williams when you get the news Sunday morning made a bad move. But to your point, there is merit to sticking with it because everyone's going to go off of what was still a good play. So, yes. so that's sort of how you have to look at it. But I wouldn't say anyone who moved off made a bad play because at the end of the day, the Kansas City offense, you got to think, is going to have more chances to score. We know Damian Williams catches passes. One thing we weren't certain on that, we, that we've now found out for sure, and there's even more – talk today or yesterday maybe from Bruce Arians saying that this guy can run a lot of stuff, man. This, this Ronald Jones guy can run a lot of routes for us and we can make him work. That was not sure. That, that was not certain. So not everyone no, knew he I, was going to catch that many passes. I, I agree. I think, cause I almost moved a little bit to Damian Williams, but I think where most people made a mistake is they forced Damian Williams. Cause he was $600 more. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm on a lot of drugs and out, you know, for fucking being sick, but I, I didn't say that, but, as far as I said on the golf one, I hadn't said it yet. So I'm, I'm fighting a tremendous cold and 
just trying to get through it. But I think I read a lot of guys and they they forced Damian Williams for six hundred more and they moved off of guys they liked to make him fit. And that's where I don't agree. Like, yeah, if he if he was easy to move to and you weren't going to mess up what you already had or you said, oh, I already had a I had a play there where I could move the two, all good. But I had some guys say, well, I moved off of this great play to fit in Williams. I'm like, yeah. well, why, why'd you do that? that? I mean, don't move off a great play yeah, because of real, yeah, real quick on that. No, the only thing I would say is, and that's why I, I said, I don't think it was a bad move is because of course, this is the way it sometimes seems to work out. But the Damian Williams situation was he was $600 exactly more, right? It was 4,300 for mm-hmm. Jones, 4,900 for Damian Williams. Let me tell you what the pivots were. Rhett Ellison was 2,500. Jacecki was 31, exactly $600. A lot of people were on either of those two. So now you could pick your poison, right? You could go up and down or whatever you had to do to make it work. The other thing was at defense. So this is two. This is why it was so silly that it worked out because it was two onesie positions. Tight end where you can only play one besides the flex, but most people are never playing a, a tight end in the flex or not very often. And then at defense, you had the Browns at 2,500 and you had Chicago against what turned out to be a Jeff Driscoll when you found out Stafford was out late. So a lot of people said, holy shit, I can you know just drop down from Chicago or I can drop down from um, Jacecki to, to um, sorry, Jacecki to Ellison and go up and get Chicago or whatever. And you can move that 600 bucks around in three real places. So I can, I can see why people did it is my point. Yeah. I mean, if it was exact a, 600, that's why. No, you're right. If it was a viable, if, if, and then type deal, I'm thinking Excel formulas, but then yes, I'm fine with it. But guys that said, like say they moved off of, whatever some stud running back to go to the next level just to fit him I, I don't agree with that I would I wouldn't have done that I would just would have said I'm gonna play my guy because I'm already on him but if I had a 2v2 and I said oh this fits now then yeah go ahead and, and and mix it up a little bit and I had a couple of those like you just said I went on the Ellison deal I you know I was on him on the pod last week I should have just went 100 percent well I, I don't know 100 but he did well um once again but I will be happy like I broke even like dead I think I finished like less than a tenth of a unit down on NFL, which for me has been great this year, almost break even. And which was, you know, I was, but I had a lot of sweat there at the end, uh, you know, a lot of moving pieces, those last three games. So I was fine with it, but you know, some guys, they, they made like two or three moves and they thought, well, it cost me everything. And I was like, well, why'd you make that move that late? And I, I mean, we get DMS all the time. You do as well. And it, it's hard, but you want to teach these guys that you can't chase after the eye candy. We talk about it all the time. But if it's a right. gut instinct and you want to trust it, you also got to trust it. So it's really hard because you never want to teach someone to do this or then. But a great lineup by DAG223. You get the um, combo hat and shirt. I hadn't, he hadn't reached out yet, but hopefully he's listening. Or, or obviously, if he's a listener, you know, listener league winner, he listens. So make sure you get in touch with us. Tambo, real quick. And we're going to be quick on the main slate tonight because there's some definite spots that we need to talk about. And then everything else is just kind of up in the air right now, but Brown Steelers, ugly game, your division, you know, you're all about this Browns minus two and a half, 41 and a half over under. What do you like? 120 seconds or less. Yeah. Big news today is James Connor. No injury, no injury designation. So he'll be back. He'll play, which I think is Great news for Pittsburgh. Obviously, rivalries to my my Homer squad with the Ravens, but I don't I don't have to worry about either of these two teams right now. My team's beating the the Pats and whatnot and smashing them. So, uh, you know that's good for Pittsburgh. I think having him back should help with some of this Mason Rudolph situation. You know, with them having their backup quarterback all season now, it hasn't been the greatest for them. But 
if, if you're going to use Rudolph tomorrow, I would say that you definitely can go off of the quote unquote shower narrative with James Washington because, you know, his college teammate, he, he's definitely coming around. So that's starting to come to fruition. 690 and for one t- and one touchdown last week and then four and 69 the week before. I think that's a play or a stack that you can use. It definitely looks like they're gelling a little bit more now. And then when you have Connor back in the game, it's going to force defenses to adjust. So that could open up even more in the back end if a safety's cheating or whatnot to try and get to the middle and then get some uh, some play options where you can pass it off to him. And then for the Cleveland side, the big thing is Hunt. Right. So you talked about him last week on the audible, which was three K. We brought him up together and said, Hey, can we do this? And your, your take was, you think, yeah, we got to hear a little bit more, but we both had a feel you could. And sure enough, nine targets, 14 DK points for three K. So that was a phenomenal play. Definitely a reason to get on board with us, be there for the audible on Saturdays. It was one we talked in depth and, and it definitely made a, a game changer for folks on the main slate. He's up to 5,800. I think that's still pretty fair. I do think that Chubb now becomes contrarian. Just because now people think, oh, you got Hunt there, you can't use Chubb anymore. Chubb's still their workhorse. They're, they like using Hunt in the passing game. So I think that that works out well, and, and especially because, you know, they haven't been able to get OBJ going. And then the other guy, the last guy I'll talk about quickly, is Jarvis Landry. My gosh, this guy made some amazing catches for them last week, won a touchdown, uh, you know, just some sick catches. And that was another good one for him. So he was nine for 97 and one. Pissed me off, missed the bonus by three yards on the 100 yards. Um, but the week before that, he was 651 and one. So he's really shown up for them. He's doing the old school Miami Dolphins, Jarvis Landry, just making the right catches, but he's doing it with a little bit of depth of target now. So that can pay off as well in DK. And I think he's still a fair price for sure. I agree. I definitely think, especially showdown wise, would you, are you, I mean, obviously, do you think two defenses are going to be chalky? And then if so, having one in your captain, is that too, or is that too chalky or no? No, I mean, that's probably not chalky because it just doesn't happen enough no matter what you see. I think exactly. what's funny is what you brought up is the two defenses thing. I think recency bias is like besides golf, which is our bread and butter, I think in showdown it shows up most often. So if you see a wide receiver one be in the main lineup that just ships all the showdown money, everyone next game is like, well, who? Oh, if the Mari Cooper just won over the money, now I need Emmanuel Sanders with my Garoppolo lineups or whatever it might be. And everyone just saw the two defenses pay off. And now they see another game where it's like, okay, this is a shitty game. It's a division battle. They're going to be two defenses squaring off. They're both pretty good defenses, right? That you can say, you know, the Browns have shown up plenty. We've seen it. They've got a great secondary. Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon is still going to be out. I should have mentioned that. But still, they still got Garrett there on the pass rush. And then Pittsburgh, who just laid it on Goff, as we suspected. And I wrote it up in my article, talked about it on the pod last week. I think that people will think that. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it's funny that the minute you see it go off last game, everyone's all aboard for this game. No, I would rather it – great point. And I would have rather it be a 42-41 final Monday going into tonight – or tomorrow night to hit the double D versus what it was. Because everybody's yeah. – you're right. You're dead right. Recency bias plays in. I don't mind playing a defense or being, you know, different in there. Obviously, the contrarian play will be load up on offensive guys and hope it, it breaks out. I don't necessarily see that, but – you can do I, I it love, differently. Love, you you can definitely do yeah. it differently. I just will say this: if you study the lineups and look at the whole season, like since last year in Showdown, very rarely does two defenses show up in the same winning lineup. Like almost never. I, I never. don't even know the exact numbers because I don't have them in yeah. front of me. But from looking back at slates and studying Le- it, it's almost than, never. So I wouldn't yeah. go back and chase it. That's for sure. Less than five percent for sure yeah. on the numbers I looked at last, which was a couple of weeks ago. But definitely. I do like Pittsburgh. I do like Pittsburgh's defense. I think um, on a short week. They'll be able to expose Baker, 
as far as what his weakness is. The one thing that worries me is that it's in Cleveland, right? Not Pittsburgh. And okay. so, right. And so I like, I, I just don't know where this game will end up. Um, I'll probably go light on it because everything else we got going on, but um, being a slack, we'll obviously update there. I bet, I, think, I mean, betting standpoint, I bet the Browns. If it was me and I'm a homer, or I'm not a homer, sorry, I'm a, I'm a whatever you want to call it, square. But I'm just saying, I think that at the end of the day, this is the spot when everyone's just done with Baker, that he'll finally show up. And it's not, like I said, like you said, it could be a letdown spot. The Steelers are on the road. There's so many factors. Division game in the dog pound. There's so many factors. I think it's a fair number to take the Browns it, and expect a bounce back. It's a tough spot from a, which my expertise is betting. So I look at right. that. That's as, I trust it, you. It, it, yeah, it's a tough spot in the sense that, Typically, you would say the Browns won and covered. So guys that were on it, which was the popular play, which I had the Bills plus three, I had it in the Super Contest, I had it in Super 7, so it pushed, you know, fuck yourself, Browns. But <laughs> when, so coming here, most people will, will be on that. And so I'm like, well, but then the Steelers, you know, obviously covered out and all that kind of stuff. So I, it's a very fine line in that sense, but I do think, the chalk-ish play, if you're going to play it, would be the Browns at home. And so I may lean the Steelers. My power ranking say the Steelers. But for me, as, like, as far as anything else goes, it's it's just a lay low Same and watch it again. Yeah, but I'll play a little showdown to have a little action. I will probably play the Steelers as my captain because okay. I think, just like last week, I think you could have a somewhat scoring game, but th- they have such a high potential to – score touchdown on a, on a turnover fumble interception, anything like that, that I I'm all about. I mean, I think they could do it and then I can load up on whoever I want to. I don't mind playing Chubb and hunt as a dual running back as well. in the showdown. I, I don't know. I know you mentioned it, but would you play both of them? Yeah. I was just going to say, you can play your Steelers D. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's your expertise. So I trust you. I just feel like seeing the Steelers win that game against a team like the Rams, that it makes people go crazy for that. Now they're, I believe, the Steelers are an underdog, are they not? I, I thought it was there, like a yep. three-point first. So now, now, yep. now you're getting a, you know, you can get them and they don't even have to win, right? They just have to cover and people are thinking like that. And so for me, I'll put the Browns as a captain with both running backs or one of those running backs as a captain with with the Browns D and see if this team can show up. And maybe there's some miscombobulation with Connor coming back. I think it should help them, like I said, but if it doesn't, that's a way to be contrarian in your showdown line. It's when you need the absolute nuts out of 300,000 people or whatever it is. Yeah, no, and I think there's opportunities there for sure. I think it's an intriguing slate, and I'll probably have some action on it because I, I do think that. I think there's some options you can take advantage of. Obviously, that's not why most people are here, although we have got some pretty good comments on the Thursday night deal that we include it. We're here for the Sunday Sunday main slate, another short game slate in, in a sense because of the bye weeks. The playbook, we do every position. Uh, we go light on quarterback, tight end, and then defense. We only do play and value because we really don't have, like, fade defense-type category. Tambo, um, right. kick us off with quarterbacks. Your play, fade, and value for the week. Yeah, my play is going to be Drew Brees. I mean, we'll talk about Michael Thomas, 9900 bucks in a minute. But if anything, I mean, it's looking pretty tough for me to be able to fit a Michael Thomas at almost 10000 bucks into my lineup. And for – Floor, I love it. You know, ceiling is still there, but I just, I feel like it's a tough spot for him to bust out, you know, 50 fantasy points. I know it's the best matchup to do it and and it could happen, but I think I'd like to get my exposure through a guy like Breeze because he's affordable. He's at the quarterback price. The thing that I don't get about the pricing is they don't adjust quarterback, right? They do. I, I get that they physically adjust prices. What I mean is if you look at someone like Lamar Jackson, 
He's adjusted up for sure, but I mean, he's still less than $8,000 and he basically averages as much as CMC. I know it's a different position. I'm just saying he's, he's averaging the points that CMC does. So technically, is he your best value rather than getting CMC at running back when there's other values you can take? I mean, it's a discussion to have, but I guess that's my point. So I like Breeze. I think he's 6900 bucks. That's a fair price. My fade is going to be Watson, Deshaun. Uh, no homer. I mean, that's against the Ravens. I get it. But to me, with the other guys that are there, and it's just not the spot against my defense, I do worry a little bit about the, the Ravens letdown coming on. I guess I thought it could happen last week with the Bengals, but nobody can really let down against the Bengals. They're just so bad that, you know, even the Raiders, who we'll talk a lot about this week, get a, a something like a 29 or 29 and a half point team total against that team when they're at home. So, um, you know, they couldn't really have the letdown last week. It was almost impossible, but I could see it here. So that scares me a little bit, but it doesn't necessarily mean that if the Ravens lose, it's going to be because Deshaun Watson goes off or anything. So I'm not really on him. Uh, and then the value is going to be way off the board, and it really hinges on one thing. But if Stafford is ruled out, Driscoll is 4600 bucks. He actually had himself a little game last week. wasn't too bad. And, and now it gets a little bit better spot, a pace-up spot maybe against the, the Cowboys. Cowboys are on the road. The game script should play out perfectly. I can see a spot. We'll talk about Zeke in a minute. But where Zeke just comes out hot, scores a touchdown right away, they want to get him rolling. They paid him the money. They need to get his game going after last week and they get him popping off and then you got Driscoll coming back the other way at 46 he rushed a little I think he had five rushes for 37 yards 19 DK points I mean 4600 bucks he really opens up a lot and you could even play him naked because there's lots of guys he could use between Hawkinson Galladay Jones all the squad but they really don't have a running game we've talked about this enough so I think him and he's fine at 4600 what about you no I, I mean yeah I agree with most I I love I, – I don't know how you can go off of Lamar right now. Um, with the way he's rushing, I know the matchup probably seems pretty easy as well. But it, like you said last week, and, and I'll be honest, I wasn't on him. And you kind of – I mean, listening to you, I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess if they are up, which they did crush him, right? And Gosh. he wound up – I mean, yeah. <laughs> the reason why they he did, did it – He did in three was, quarters again. Like we right. said, he, there was exactly. really no yeah. downside last week to him. There was zero. Yeah, and – and my my only opinion there will be that okay, well maybe most people will say, well at that price that it's just not worth it no more. And I'm like, to your point, I think you said it to kick off the pod was they're not really upgrading that position like they are quarterback wide receiver. Or, I mean running back wide receiver or whatever. So I'm like, what was he last week? Seventy three hundred? Maybe seventy three. Yeah, yeah, that's what he yeah. was. Seventy three. Yeah. yeah. So for four hundred more bucks, and I get him against a defense that I know is vulnerable at home. He's at home now, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna go back to Lamar. I don't, I don't mind playing him. My fate is Jimmy G. Um, I didn't like him last week, which you know he played okay, but obviously they lost. But he's back home against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals defense is improving week by week. Not great, but I don't, I don't want to spend 6,700 for Jimmy G right now. I think obviously they lost. There'll be a little bit of not turmoil by any means they're, they're looking solid and I'm, I've been on them the whole year. I bet them preseason um, and the crew is going to take advantage of that and the Vikings bet that we had, but I definitely, I don't want to spend up for a Jimmy G. I just don't see a game against Arizona, especially if I think people are going to go after him. I'll fade him at $6,700 and I'll go elsewhere. Um, my value is I'm going to go back to, I, I love Cal Island. I mean, it's $5,300 against the Falcons. Atlanta looked good. They surprised the world. They obviously killed 
I don't know, JB can probably tell us at least eight, I know another pool that I'm in, they killed 80% of the field, maybe 90% of what was left in a survivor pool. <laughs> like everybody was on the saints, including myself. I had the saints. Um, and then I had, cause I had three alive in there. I went saints, saints, chiefs. And so my one-off was the chiefs and that didn't work out too well there at the end of the game. So I'm out of all, all survivor pools in general, but <laughs> saints is the uh, worst thing you'll ever see of all time. Oh, at home too. I just, I just makes didn't no sense. Off it. a bye, yeah. like it, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, I forget where it was. I heard today, but they talked about bye weeks and how everyone automatically assumes off a bye they're healthy, they're good. There's no way they can fucking lose. Lose, sorry, but I'm saying it's funny. It's actually like sometimes it can it can get the team out of the rhythm, right? Where they're right. they're coming off. I, I think it was uh, I was listening to Adam Levitan and and Evan Silva talk about it, and that was just so funny. They brought that up. And I never even think about that myself. And that's actually funny when you hear it because it's so true. What if what if what if they were hanging out all week? What if they didn't really you know do much you know didn't do much working out or do anything? They used it as like a vacation week, and now they come back out of rhythm. It's funny how you don't think about that stuff though, right? You just roll with all. Oh, there's no way they can lose. They're the best. They're at home. They're off a bye. So I don't know. We're we're all guilty of it, but I think that's a good point to bring up for future. I 100 percent agree, and. Um... And yeah, to keep it, keep it in our mind. So I, I like Allen. He's 5,300. So for the value point against Atlanta, which I don't think the defense is like, I don't think they changed the world in two weeks off of their buy as well. So I don't mind Carolina. I, they're probably going to be one of my stack options at the end. I have a couple I'm choosing between, but for $5,300, I'll take Cal Allen, you know, you know, like Greg Olson there, you got CMC, which I don't mind paying up for this week, um, depending on how we think things will shake out. So I'm, I'm on Allen there. I'll roll it to the running backs quickly. Um, I like Le'Veon Bell. I know that's kind of been – when's he going to have that breakout week, right? Everybody's kind of waiting on it. I can't guarantee it'll be this week against Washington, but I kind of go look at it and go, all right, 7,200. If not now, then when, right? Like when is he going to have that big, you know, 60-yard touchdown catch and then have a pretty good running game? He's on my wheel right now. It's obviously Wednesday, so we have a lot to think about. Um He's probably my one B. My favorite play is Josh Jacobs, which I've been on for many, many weeks, and I'll stay on him against Cincinnati at $6,900. At home, I love Jacobs. I love the Raiders. I will tell you right now, they're one of my stack teams. I'm all over that that stack there. Um, so I'm on Jacobs. My fate is Kamara. I just – I don't know where he's at right now. Like, he just hasn't done anything just amazing. Um, they're on the road at Tampa Bay. I don't know where the Saints are in general coming off the loss. There's a side of me that says, okay, do we say we got to get Kamara back involved in the offense because it's not really been there? Although he's done decent, like he just had to have that big blow-up game that I that I envisioned. Um, last week was one of them. I thought he was going to just go ham, and he didn't. And so I could see it, but for me at 7,400 right now, Wednesday night, I'm going to fade Kamara. I like Joe Mixon as a run-it-back type play. Um, 5,500 value against the Raiders. I think the Raiders can give up some rushing yards or, you know, he may catch a couple out of the backfield. I think the quarterback, um, young guy, Ricky guy, you know, got a little bit of his feet wet in the second half, played a lot better. I watched the second half of that game last night. He looked better than what the stats would show. So I'm like, all right, if I'm going to stack that game and I want to run it back with one guy, Joe Mixon's the one guy I think I like at 5,500. And then I still I still think Jones uh, for Tampa Bay is is underpriced here this week. So I, I'll go back to Ronald Jones. I don't mind that. I think they're going to continue to use him. 
He's 5,200. The Saints, we saw, you know, I mean, I think they can give up some defensive stuff. So, Tampa Bay's at home, so I don't like – I don't mind Ronald Jones as well. What about you? I want to get your take quick. I know we talked about adding a little back and forth, not to blow your voice up, but you mentioned you like CMC but didn't really go in depth there. And I think that's one of the biggest decision points, not just for me with King of the Beach, but for everybody this week. You got Zeke for 1500 bucks less. Dalvin Cook for 1600 less, and then you got CMC at 10.5. But the thing about CMC is his price didn't change. He stayed at 10.5. He moves back at home, and it's against Atlanta. Should be a pretty good spot. But what's your take on CMC in general, and then him versus Zeke at 9,000? I'd go CMC all day versus him, in my opinion. I, I don't mind him at all this week. Um, I, as you mentioned, right? I don't, especially being home against Atlanta. And if the perception is going to be Atlanta found this miracle defense after two weeks on a bye week versus the Saints, yeah, I'm more inclined this week to go to him than I was last week. Although I do like Dalvin Cook at home against Denver. Um, if I could, and I hadn't done it yet, but if I could find a spot to get CMC and Cook in, and kind of build around that, I would do it all day. But I'd go CMC over Zeke all day. See, I think Ze- I think Zeke is the play in the sense of what everyone's going to go to and what I like as well, and I'll go through it in a second. But I think Cook is one of the best GPP plays for that reason. Like I said, instead of being on the road, he's at home, still gets a pretty good matchup himself. He just gets all the carries. He gets all the love. The only time that he really seeds his, car- his carries to Madison or any of those guys is when they're up, and he's already done the damage. So goal line stuff, all that. I, I just I don't I do hate that a little bit with him that. He could, you know, be the guy that runs it to the one-yard line and then falls, and then they got to sub him out and bring in Madison. But if you're hoping for that stuff, it's just not the right game. It just is what it is. That can happen. I like Ze- I like Zeke, though. I think the 1500 bucks less, you got to love that. You mentioned liking Kyle Allen, and we'll get to wide receivers, and I know you're going to talk about some, too, since you mentioned the stack. But it's odd to me that, like, how do they all go off? I mean, you got Moore, Samuel, Olsen, everyone. Is CMC going to pay off 10-5, or is this the spot he fails? I don't know. So, I'm not there yet, but the thing about Zeke is, like I said, I, I mentioned a little bit on earlier, they get this matchup against Dallas. He's coming off a bad game. You know, he's getting, we know where they're going with him. He's got the carries. He's got four straight games of 20 plus carries. They paid him the money instead of, uh, you know, Dak or, or Cooper. And we'll see if they end up paying them too, or how they're going to work this all out there. But I think they go back to him. I think they get riding him early. And I think that there's a chance that, you know, everyone's going to be off it a little bit because they saw Montgomery last week, not get the job done. But like you said, I think Atlanta defense isn't a thing, so I think CMC is a good spot. So he's my other play there. Uh, and then Jacobs, you already mentioned, is just too cheap. Uh, it's funny on DK, Jacobs is six point nine K, and he's eight K on Fanduel. So I mean, he's definitely in a smash spot. Like I said, their team total is just too good at home. Great matchup. It's you know we just saw what Lamar and the Ravens did to them. So I think Jacobs is, is good chalk. He'll be popular, but I think he's good chalk, quote unquote. My fade is going to be it was going to be Kamara like you, but my one B was Ingram. Just people are still paying for him. I will say this. It's not like he had the same ownership as, you know, a few weeks ago. But I think what's happening, and I've learned now, it's pretty simple, is people are getting cute and trying to leverage Lamar. That's all it is. They're saying, okay, everyone thinks Lamar is going to run in three touchdowns. We're going to leverage that and go to Ingram. And it's insane because last week Ingram was 7,100. Lamar was 73. And I know they're different positions. But my point is, like, how can you not just pay for him there and figure out a different situation at running back? Because Lamar is too good of a play. So, not going to be on Ingram. Couple values. Uh, one is Miles Sanders. Off, you know, say here I go. I'm guilty of myself. I even wrote up my notes off a of bye week. But the big thing for that is that uh, with Philadelphia, they lost. Uh, they lost Deshaun Jackson again. And when they didn't have Deshaun Jackson, the, you know, two of those three weeks before when they didn't have him, they used Sanders a ton out of the backfield, and he had 18 and 22 DK points. 
in two out of those three weeks. So I think that uh, even last game with Deshaun Jackson, he had 10 points in there still. And now with him gone again, I think people naturally think Ertz, but we talked about this in the past on the pod that, you know, they're going to go back to that 12 personnel with two tight ends with Goddard and they're going to go with Ertz on the side. And, you know, what does New England do? New England locked that locks down number one. So I think they're going to be on Ertz. And then I think you're going to have Miles Sanders get open. He's only like 4,100 bucks or something. So really like him. And then my other guy I like, and you didn't mention him, is Brian Hill uh, for Atlanta. The other way, that's another reason why I'm not as high on CMC as of right now, because I just don't, I see them sort of cannibalizing each other's game plan. But we just saw Jones from Green Bay go for three touchdowns against Carolina. Their D has not been good against running backs. Brian Hill was a, you know, a preseason special. He's pretty solid, 4,800 bucks. He's, He's dialed in for me as a play. He works out of the passing game. So sort of game script independent in a sense that even if they're down to Carolina, which I expect they will be, he can still get a lot of those. He can almost be like the 4K Samuels a couple weeks ago where he's just getting pass after pass after pass or even use Ronald Jones last week as an example. All those passes, they add up when a guy's just 4800 bucks. So I definitely like him for value as well. You. Sorry. I don't know if I said this on this one, but I've been muting it because I'm coughing my lungs out over here. So I apologize. Yeah. Um, that's why Tambo is carrying us tonight. Um, nothing there. I really, I really disagreed with. I think you're you're spot on money. I, I, you know, obviously, some of the guys. There's a couple things you said I really agreed with. So I need to go back and look at that. Um, Ingram. So you're you're a comp- is it a completely off or you just feel yeah. I, yeah. No, I just, I, like I said, the pricing doesn't add up. Like he's almost the same price as Lamar. And again, people are going to say that doesn't matter because it's a different position. You always are looking at that. If I'm looking yeah. at a, 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 if I'm looking at a wide receiver that's 4,800 or a running back at 4,800, and that's my main build, I'm going to try and get in the running back that's 4,800 because he's got the workload. That's what I'm saying. At quarterback, they're not bumping the price. If you look and you play college football, matter of fact, I'll toot your horn for you. You just want to ticket into the college football world championship you know, off 39 bucks, which is going to be huge going and play for 50 K. That's amazing. My point is there though, is you see the quarterbacks priced up to like 14 grand. Correct me if I'm wrong. They, they've got these quarterbacks. Like I think I saw Hertz's price was up there at like 14,000 at one point. Is that right? Right. I mean, yeah, if you have a, if you have a running quarterback, especially on the main slate, it, it's definitely mass value. Like there'll be two times a running back to say to, to your point, whether it's right. 14 or 10, like, you know, Trey Sermon or Kenny Brooks may be 59 and then Hertz will be 11. Like he's going to yeah, be double. And, and maybe double I'm wrong that. on 14, but my point is if they can do yeah. the pricing that way in college, they could definitely do it in NFL. They just haven't yet for whatever reason. And that's okay. We need to take advantage of that. I'm just saying that's my point. So how are you ever going to pay for Ingram? He has no ceiling. With Lamar there, there is zero ceiling ever available for Ingram. So I'll have zero at all times unless Lamar gets injured. Hopefully knock on wood times a thousand because I don't want that to happen, but you get it, right? Sure. Uh, there's just no, no point 100%. in going there. Why don't you kick us off a wide receiver, two plays, a fade, and two values? Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, you can tell probably by my tone already, and I'm not saying – I definitely don't build my lineup anywhere near this time of the week, but I guess my point is this. I think – here's the deal, and I wanted to use my Warren Buffett pricing. You know, I call I called Michael Thomas the Warren Buffett pricing. I use this quote all the time. You know, he talks about be greedy when others are fearful – you know, very rich pricing, 9,900 bucks for Michael Thomas, but you know, it's only 600 bucks. The whole world already says and all the podcasts and all the articles you see early in the week, there's no way you can pay for Michael Thomas at 9,900 because you can get CMC at the other position. Back to my whole point of this pod that's turned into a theme that you can get CMC for 600 bucks more. So people use it when they talk about this situation all the time. But my thing is, is that, you know, I kind of want to go after it right in tournaments because 
I like Drew Brees, who I talked about. I don't think people want to put him with Michael Thomas. He probably won't be able to make my main build just looking at how the builds shake out. But in GPPs, and I'm talking large field tournaments, I do want to get Thomas in there because I don't think people will be able to get there in their mindset. And what if he does have a 35-point day and CMC has an 18-point day? That, that makes a massive difference in your overall lineup construction when you moved it to the, to the wide receiver position. It means you paid down at running backs that are now higher point per dollar or even higher raw scoring than CMC. So I definitely will use him in some over using like a CMC in those lineups and even sometimes in the flex, not using necessarily him as the flex, but where people would have CMC as one of the running backs when they're typically using three running backs on DraftKings, I'll use wide receiver in the flex, which means I've got Michael Thomas in there as my big dog. Uh, you know, you know, speaking of CMC in Carolina, my other play, and you're going to talk about these guys, but I like DJ Moore uh, as a good mid-tier value. I think, you know, the thing about him is not a lot of touchdowns, but he does have five straight games with eight or more targets. Atlanta obviously gets killed in the past game. No Desmond Trufant. They haven't had him. You know, Curtis Samuel is obviously a fine pivot on the same squad, which again, if those two are going to be good and Olsen's going to be good in all of them, how do we get to CMC? I don't know. Uh, and maybe that ends up being contrarian. Maybe there's value that comes out later in the week that allows us to fit everybody that we want. But uh, I think you can play both of them. I think you can play Kyle Allen with them. And I think I just think the price is more fair on more. So no, no pun intended. I just I do think it is better. Uh, more at 5,900. I like his, both his floor and his upside. My fade is pretty simple. Even if Thielen's going to be sad again, like it looks like he will, I don't really like having digs at that price uh, against Chris Harris Jr. and that Denver. Really, the only thing they're going for them is Chris Harris Jr. in that secondary. And Diggs just hasn't been doing anything. So, yes, he can pop off at any time. But if you're going to look for that reason only, I need more sample size. I need something from him. He hasn't done it. Um, Value wise, pretty easy too this week. I think, you know, for me, anyway, a couple guys. First off, I don't have a choice. I guess I'll give you one because it's gun to my head, but Ted Ginn and or Traquan Smith, those are the guys that you can put in behind or even with Michael Thomas to, to cheapen or, or lessen the cost, I should say, not cheapen, you know, poor English, the cost of that stack because those guys are like 4100 for Ginn, 3800 for Smith. Not many targets for either last week, but I think against Tampa here, they get, get right. Uh, you know, fast track for, for these guys is, you know, Ginn and Smith can both take off. Smith actually got popped on one, dropped his helmet right off and, and hung on to the ball. And I think that Breeze could maybe reward him a little bit for that sort of stuff and, and putting himself out there. So if I had to pick one, I'll go Traquan the chef. Uh, and then my other value that I absolutely love as of right now anyway is Debo Samuel. 4K straight, possibly no Kittle. Uh, uh, interesting news. We get it, you know, at, while we're recording the golf stuff. Shanahan said something. I guess he said it wrong. It wasn't that Kittle's out for sure is what the original tweet said. He came back and corrected himself and said, no, he's going to have to prepare like Kittle's out. So it is still a question mark. He's reversed on his words. But if Kittle's out and there's possibly no Emmanuel Sanders after his injury there in the in the primetime game, Bourne and Goodwin both had big drops. Bourne a big one at the end of the game that would have been huge for them. Uh, and they ended up eventually losing, which no one had that pegged after seeing how the game started. Uh, Russell Wilson just does it again. He's a phenomenon, you know, just putting it out there. But uh, then also in the media, the, the day after, Shanahan said, they asked him about Dante. I wouldn't say no one there, sir. What's that? Oh, I'm what? talking about it? Yeah, you're right. I, I'm just saying that this is, you know, the general public. Yeah, we know what we know about that. But um, Shanahan did come out anyway on Monday and said, or Tuesday, whatever it was, and said, um, as far as Dante Pettis goes, he said, listen, we've given this guy his opportunities. He hasn't done anything with them. He said he's had his fair share. So, you know, Shanahan's pretty straight and forward, straight and narrow guy with his, with his coach speak from what I've seen. Small, limited sample. But, you know, that, that opens things up for Debo. They've used him a ton. Seven targets two weeks ago. 
I believe, 11 targets this week, and they use him all over the field. They create stuff for him. So I think he's a great play at $4,000. What say you got? Yeah, most of that I definitely agree with. I don't have much. I Very interesting week at wide receiver um, it, overall because I think you're going to have to make some tough decisions on MT and then where you go running back-wise. Um, I like I like Gallup. I think against Detroit, and I think the way they, they may play Cooper – that he could be a great one-off. And I think because of his price, which if I'm not mistaken is $6,300. Um, it's expensive, yeah. I don't think many will be on him. So I may be going kind of off of the, you know, right. There's a ton of guys I can sit here and mention that everybody's going to play. And I don't, I mean, if you're listening to this pod, then what's, I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you guys I like for sure, but I want to give you a couple guys that kind of stand out to me outside of that. And, and Gallup to me, because of the situation in Detroit, who we've seen get burnt in the secondary time and time again, at $6,500, I don't mean, I don't know many people are going to be on him. Uh, they'll just say, well, I'll just play Amari for 77, which $1,200, we can argue how important that is. And so I think he could be a really good play this week. And so he's on my list. Godwin, I don't mind going back to at New Orleans. Um, they're at home. 7,300, similar, you know, he's going to be around Evans, uh, Edelman, Julio, those kind of guys, Amari, like I just mentioned. Um, if he's going to be low-owned, I'll, I'll probably, I should probably say whoever I think will be low-owned between Evans and Godwin, I'll probably play because I like the situation for them. Um, I wasn't as high on New Orleans as most, just from watching film and tape and all that. I don't think they're garbage by any means. They're not going to write them off after losing to the Falcons at home, but I think there are spots in their D and offense that can be taken advantage of. It'll be real interesting. I think this week means a lot to New Orleans. If they come out and lay another egg at home, or they're on the road this week, but if they lay another egg, get blown out, or even lose to Tampa Bay, I think a lot of people that thought they were one of the best four teams in the in the NFL a week and a half ago will be like, wait a second, did we overrate this team? I don't think you'll get the controversy. I think you play Drew Brees any day of the week that you have him over Bridgewater. And I love Bridgewater. I have nothing against him, but I think you got to play. I don't think it's Brees that's doing it. I just don't know how good they are overall because of the schedule they played early, yada, yada. So I think Tampa Bay can score if Winston doesn't take too much, doesn't get too crazy at home and he just lets it run out. I think they can, they can score against New Orleans for sure. So real quick on that too. Funny you mentioned, cause we talk about the Evans Goblin debate all the time. So I think that's good to bring up, but a popular follow at Hayden winks on Twitter. He put out today, this is kind of cool. Actually did up a chart and he said, this might explain when to use Chris Godwin or Mike Evans in DFS. And what he found out in the 10 weeks so far is that they're using Evans on all the targets when they're trailing. Right. So they're throwing it up and playing deep ball with with Evans when they're trailing. And when they're up, they're just peppering Godwin to move those short targets, move the chains, keep it rolling, keep them off the field, all that sort of stuff. So it is interesting to have 10 weeks data. And it's never we never get enough data in football in the sense of is this really true or not? But it it has been the case so far for 10 weeks. I thought that was interesting to throw that out there was a cool follow and, and cool to see on Twitter that people are doing this data check. And then my fade was Michael Thomas. And then in, in quotations, I, which you can't see, I put maybe. Um, if I put a true survey today, what do you think his ownership will be more or less than 15%? That or less. You've got the number pegged for a good over under for a book, but I think under. I, I think I would under. take under. Yeah. I think and, I see and, something and, like 12. I think what happens is it's really like five to eight right now, reality. 
But what happens is, you know, we all say, will people click the button? This is the reverse. People will hear that five to eight and say, oh, but like what I'm kind of saying, if, if everyone's really not going to do it, I'm going to do it. And it's for yeah. good reason. This is a good receiver. This is a guy with a minimum floor of 15 ceiling of who knows what. But he, I mean, he just doesn't cross 40 right yet. He hasn't. This would be the matchup to do it, though. So I don't know. Right. Do they put on a show this week and he goes for 11, 180 and three? I mean, then yes. he blows up. Twi- then yes. he blows up the whole thing. So that could happen. No, it's a real I'm, thing. I'm going to kumbaya you by Sunday and tell you to play him in your king of the beach because I think yeah, most guys will say I can't. I don't want to take that risk. And I think forget the dollars. And this is what I preach in golf. Yeah, you're saying it. And if he's 7900 this week, you play him all day. So because he goes up 2000, everybody he goes, eh, it it. I I think it's a smash spot, and I may play him, which sounds weird now that I'm you know I'm going fade. But I wanted to get your opinion on that's why I put it in there. Yeah, because I I felt if everybody was going to be on, but at Tampa Bay, coming off a loss, like if they smashed Atlanta last week, I wouldn't be as fired up. But I think they come out, you know, piss and vinegar. They're ready to fucking go, and nine nine hundred, no one may be on them, and so. My gut says if no one's on them, I'm playing them. I'm all in. Like I don't. I'll. That's I don't me, and, that, and that's why yeah. I said that. Like I honestly, I'll use them there for sure. And and in my MME builds, he'll be way, way overweight, and I'll just go on him because I think, like you said, you've seen Breeze do it before in the past, where he just shows up pissed and he just throw, goes for five touchdowns. And and that's why I said my my thing about that is, like I said, I'm not you know discussing my King of the Beach lineup because I don't even build it yet. But I'm saying I think the overall build and where I'll let others make mistakes is trying. Right now, I think it's hard to get him in and have a solid build across the board. There's not a value I see yet. That will change. Last week, there was there was ways to fit in Lamar. My, my best lineup got to Lamar, CMC, and Michael Thomas when people were trying to fit two of them. And I got there, and that's what ended up getting me into King of the Beach. So, uh, you know, or sorry, that one didn't. That one came in second. But if I had been in that one, it just happened to be in the wrong spot. But luckily, I still got in that one. But my point was it was my highest scoring lineup as single bullet in those three mains. It just came up short. To another guy, but my point is, when the value opens up, you can get there. I like, as of right now, having having Drew Brees to get a piece of that if that happens. Whereas most people probably won't even have him; they'll go down to other quarterbacks that are cheaper or go up to Lamar. Well, and I would rather play. This is kind of this is the way I think about things, which may be right, wrong, or indifferent. I don't have a strong opinion on the NFL. I would rather go to Gallup and MT, which is an eighty two hundred dollar average, than go to Cooper against Detroit and someone else, however you want to figure it, running back, wide receiver, doesn't matter, and fade MT, who's going to be less than 10%. If he's higher than 15%, then he's my fade of the week. But I don't I, – you know, it's early in the week, so it's tough. If you're telling me, which I respect your opinion more than anybody on the NFL, that you don't think he is going to be that, well, then now I'm going down to like a Cooper or something like that. Or Emmanuel Sanders is an easy fade at 7,200, especially if he's, you know, hurt type of deal and saying I'll fade those guys and I'll pay up for, for Michael Thomas all day in that scenario because of some of the value I like. Um, I changed one because of who you were on, but my first one, I don't think you mentioned, I love Sanu. I think on the road, I think this is week three, I believe with Brady and Sanu together. I think this could be that week where Brady goes, all right, it's time to get you in the ball game. Let's get you ready for the playoffs. And at $5,100, I think you could see like an eight catch, 110 yards, touchdown type deal for him. 
And at fifty one hundred dollars, I love it. I'm all. I, I'm gonna be all on him. Um, I don't know he, if he's gonna be talked about all. Go ahead. He's well. No, he's a spot that I wanted to bring up. Actually, I'm glad you did. I forgot about this, but so I argued this with somebody today, and my point was that you know they, they traded a second rounder for him. So like you said, they 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 want to get him in the game, and they did before. You know they're on up. They're coming off a bye. Forget that whole spiel. It's not the theme of the pod. But my my thinking is this: they got him in the game involved against Baltimore. He had eleven targets. Right. He had a great game. Yep. But they were also down. The argument the other person made with me was that, yeah, but that's a totally different game script. They were way down in the game. Of course he needs all the targets. What's your thoughts on that now? Because you think, look at them against Philly. It's definitely a pass funnel. They should be able to toss on them. But then you've got James White. You've got Edelman. You've got Dorsett on the outside. You've got other guys that they can be passing to. Do they need, you know, Ben Watson's getting into the mix now. They like having their tight end going. Was it, was it a product of being down so much to Baltimore? Or no. is, is he just a great play because he's a great play? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. I, personally, and I haven't I watched a lot of film, but not a ton. I think you nailed the you know nail on the head, per se, was Brady. It, they spent a second-round pick. Brady likes to get those guys their game and get them involved, feel comfortable. And I think it's just, I mean, obviously it's a hunch, and there's a gut there that mm-hmm. – I don't think it was because they were down. It was to an extent. If everybody thinks that, then great. That's all. I'll, I'll play him even more. But I think Brady's going to say, all right, I need to get this this kid his game. He needs to have that 8, 9, 10 catch game, maybe two touchdowns, 100-plus yards. And at Philly, who we know, obviously they've gotten a little better with it, some injury improvement, but not great. They're coming off the loss. You know, Brady's probably pit. I think he could have a monster game. Obviously, Edelman could still, too. I can play them both. I don't mind playing them both. And Brady's not, you know, too far off my radar. But I love him at $5,100. Yeah. And, and he played all the snaps, too. So, New played all the snaps. He's 2,500 less than Edelman on the same field yeah. for the same amount of time with the same quarterback in the same matchups. Yeah. Essentially, you, right? The short pass game is all his game. And narrative 100. aside – Narrative on the side, too, is a couple things. One, this is a joke, but but Brady did text him and say, yeah, you can have your number because Sanu's number 12. Imagine yep. Brady giving up number 12. Like, But that's how much he wanted him, I guess. And then the you know more in-depth media says that they you know asked Brady and involved Brady in the decision, and he chose Sanu over Emmanuel Sanders because he thought he was a better fit. So, like you said, getting the guy going, having him as his guy, quote-unquote, I think it's a real thing. And 5,100 is more than fair for Sanu this week, in my opinion. Hundred percent. I, I love Debo as well, even though I kind of was off earlier. But um, my too cheap. because yeah, I thought yeah, too cheap. But probably just because of the stack potential. I went, once you said Debo, I went. I like Renfro still. I liked him last week against Cincinnati. Four thousand. Um, I'll probably play Debo first. But if you wanted, if you thought Debo is going to get some steam by the time we get to Saturday night. I oh, still he's like, going to be cooking. I, he's going to be fucking. Yeah. He'll be hot as hell by then. I'll tell you. I, I still like Renfro as another option. They're the exact same price. I do. Debo is the one I've written down, but since Tambo sent him, I did want to throw another one out there. Yeah. I'll lead off tight end real quick because I know everybody's wanting to finish up these these games and basketball sweat and everything. Um, Andrews is my play at tight end. I'm just not getting cute there. This, that, that's just my position this week to say, hey, um, I'm just going to play him, right? I'm going to go – whether I play LG or not, I like him. I know he's 6,100. I think I can find some value by the time we get there. If I don't play Andrews, my value is Olsen. I'll start there. Played him last week. He panned out. Now they're playing Atlanta. Divisional game. They need to win. They're on the hunt for playoffs. Uh, Kyle Allen likes him. Atlanta sucks in the secondary for the most part. 3900 bucks. He's 2200 cheaper than Andrews. If you're going to go that route, I love Olsen. 
Um, I apologize again for my voice because I'm almost out of my voice being done for the night with with being sick and shit. But and then my fade, which may be a cop out. Um, you can tell me if I am, but I, if Kettle plays, I don't like him at seven thousand. If he doesn't play, obviously that's an easy fade. But I, I don't like Kettle at seven thousand if he plays. Um, <laughs> what what is your play fade and value? No, because I won't. I won't call you a capo because the the false news today, and and the reason I say that is because it obviously is the best matchup in football for a tight end. So you're, you're definitely making a bold fade if he plays. Um, but I, I'm with you. I didn't like him at seven K. Even I, I also I'm not even a huge fan of his backup Dwelly because if if Kittle is out, I know he's much cheaper at thirty four hundred. But I got some values I'll give you in a second that are still under four K and just right there with Dwelly. But my play first off is going to be Jared Cook. I, I'm going back to this Breeze stack. I'm still loving it. Like I said, if you can't get in Thomas or you don't want to get in Thomas, or even if you want to have the backup to Thomas, you could still fit in a guy. He's 4,400. He had 10 targets. He only had three less targets than Thomas in the same matchup where they were down last week. So if you're talking game script, like we just did with the Sanu factor, they were down just as much, and he only got three less targets than Thomas in that matchup. So, I mean, I don't expect 10, but he's also 5.5. He's 5,500 less than Thomas. And he, he's an end zone threat for them. There's a lot of options there with Jared Cook at 4,400 bucks. My fade is actually your play and Mark Andrews. I just one. I think you got to pay down this week. I think the the running back. You know, there ha- there's not enough running back value yet. There's not enough wide receiver value yet. So I want to pay down. And then the other thing is the values that are there. Or sorry, the other thing with Andrews is that what he's done is at a an absurdly low usage rate. Right, like the guy just isn't even on. Like it's just when he's on the field, yes, he gets all the usage, but he's just not out there enough. I, I guess. They kind of cancel each other out, so it is what it is. I'm not going to go too in-depth on that. I just don't really like paying up this week for those pricing. And then my two values, I'll give you two of them. I, I like them both. They're the same price, $3,600. Uh, I can't remember if they're 36 or 39 now. I should have this in my notes. I apologize. But O.J. Howard and Ebron, the Ebron one is simple. Doyle's not practicing right now. If Doyle's out, I like Ebron. He's just got so much upside. We've seen it in the past, both, not necessarily with – go ahead. Both 36. Both 36. 36. That's what it was. Yeah, I think uh, both, you said Olson are. was Olson's the guy at 39, right? Yeah. You said that. So that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. 3,600 for those guys. That's what it was. 200 bucks more than this Dwelly guy. Dwelly showed up on showdown a little bit and did people their number there. But to me, OJ Howard's back in the mix. So I definitely like that. And now he gets a, a really good matchup. The saints are actually, this, I think they're the second or third best matchup than Arizona. So he fits in there nicely for a good matchup. They got to get him more involved. If Lattimore is on Evans, which we suspect. And if they are, um, trailing, they'll want to go to Evans, but if they can't, they can lean back and go to to the point that I brought up from Hayden Winks there. They can drop back and now go to Howard in a good matchup, and he could get peppered with targets at 3,600. That's huge. And then Ebron's always got multi-touchdown upside, and if Doyle's somehow out, that would be a great spot for him as well. Once again, we uh, I believe I said hammer O.J. Howard last week, which I did, and I still like I, I hit my nuts and I break even. That's how I feel about the NFL. It's so fucking frustrating. You miss one oh, spot, you're wrong. It's like lottery, it, man. You, it, get all the, it's so, yeah. you need all the numbers. You need all nine. I know you always get lucky and get close, but you got to have it all. It's for a Powerball, man. It's big time. It, it's tough. I know JB's back there. He's like, motherfuckers, in this show, I am ready to go to bed. And I am too. Um, defense, It's there's really, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry for me right now. Maybe you'll change my opinion, but. My play is the Vikings, and my fate, I mean, my value is the Cardinals. Like, a fifteen hundred dollars, and we saw the 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 Jimmy G of potential turnover city 
not that the Cardinals are world beaters, but that, you know, we've been off of the cheap defenses for a week or two now, but I can see the Cardinals return a value of 1500. And I definitely like the Vikings against the Bengals. Is there anything that I'm missing either with those two or something that's just obvious? I'm not paying attention to. No, I think they're both good choices. Uh, not what I had only because a couple other reasons, like I really like one defense this week so far. And I always dig into defense later in the week. If you guys, again, aren't subscribed yet, recommend it. My article last week had the Steelers in it written up in depth, and they were, I believe, the highest scoring defense on the week. And it was just everything in the right price, everything in the right place. I I put it all together in that, you know, bottom section there with with sort of the the treasures of the week. And I thought they made some sense when everyone was on the Browns. So that was a great um, spot. My, My one this week just that stands out right away from me is the Raiders. And the thing about this is they're a little bit priced up for what you want to see the Raiders at. They're not, you know, world beaters to your point of, uh, uh, de- uh, team defense or special teams but I do like pairing them with Jacobs I think Jacobs is a smash play and here's the thing at home. I don't at home for sure love that I mean the Cincinnati matchup we talked about it already beat up on Finley of these guys it's no problem but I just don't see like Vegas knows way more than we do and you know that and, and how the hell does this Raiders team have almost a 30 point team total and they get it from who Renfro and Waller and Carr and Jacobs like this is just not a high powered offense so to me the defense has got to do some scoring here. The special teams, something's got to pop off. And even if it's not necessarily that they're taking a pick six, so I'm not saying they'll be the highest scoring D. I'd like to hope they will be because I'm going to have some of them. My point is that I think they do enough to put the Raiders in the position, which is why I love pairing them with Jacobs because they get a couple picks on Finley or a couple sack fumbles and end up right back in that red zone or in that end zone. And then bam, Jacobs smashes in two or three touchdowns. I think it's a perfect pairing. For value, I couldn't really find much at this point, Gub. I like your call in Arizona. I think the Saints, just because our typical target is under 3,000, anybody against Jameis, if they really are in, again, like you said, we don't know. They could suck, and we could find this out. But I don't think they suck. I'm just saying I think at 2,900, it's worth finding out against Jameis. Do they come back fired up out of the gates, you know, played hard last week and didn't, you know, didn't play hard at all last week, didn't get it done, and now they show up and get practice hard this week, and they got to go out and get the job done at 2,900 bucks against Jameis. I don't mind that play at all to get some exposure in that sense. No, I agree. I, I, I great call there on the Raiders. I, that was a swing and a miss by me. I definitely will change and have, I don't mind the Vikings still. Cause I think similar situation they're at home. They're a hundred dollars more. I think Denver played well and won with that quarterback, but I think the Vikings D at home will destroy him. Well, here's, so, here's a funny one. We talk about pivots, Zeke, and the D, if you got Zeke and Jacobs in a lineup with the Raiders D, you can drop Zeke 100 bucks to Delvin Cook, pump the defense up 33 to 3,400, and get the Vikings. And now you still got Jacobs for what he does, get your piece that way, and have your Cook with the Minnesota Vikings D correlated and do that. The, the, this motherfucker's building lineups while we're trying to do lineups, and JB's over there pulling his hair out like, God damn, no wonder we can't get out of here. That's okay. Uh, no, I love it. I wrote it down. I just wrote exactly what you said I wrote down because that's how much I respect you. Let's roll with our stacks tonight. Um, I will go second. I have one done. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm flipping on my second, I think, a little bit. But go ahead and leave me off with your two favorite stacks. Uh, Breeze, like I said, I'm rolling it. I don't care. I don't know if you know Michael Thomas will make my main, but I'll definitely have him in tournaments. So Breeze, Thomas, and then any of those guys I said, Traquan, uh, Ginn, or, Co- or Cook, any of those guys, even Kamara, if you want to get different, I just I'm with you. I, I'm not seeing it as much. I like the pass catchers. Uh, and then my other one is Driscoll with Galladay, Marvin Jones, Hawkinson actually is another guy that would fit in there. So and then I'll write up two more in the articles this week on the site. So premium members will see that in the back end with the stack attack. 
I um Raiders is one for me. I definitely like them. I have no issue there. Um I didn't really talk about Cook, but I did a little bit. I did say I'm on him, so I don't mind Vikings. I may, but it's really limited. I'll go Cook defense and kind of wait to see how everything else plays out as we get closer to Saturday. But I, I think they smashed against Denver. Um, I don't think I can go the quarterback route. You could go tight in there and have luck, but I could keep it as simple as Cook in the Vikings defense, and hell, I could still stack the Raiders with that and double stack the Raiders, Vikings, and then throw in some stacks there. So I. That's kind of where I am right now. There's some mini stacks I have available that I've kind of talked about a little bit. Um, you know, as far as like Sanu, maybe, you know, White and all that kind of stuff. But I, I like enough about the Raiders that I can mix and match that and the Vikings that that's where I'm at right now. Uh, betting contest-wise, um, as I mentioned, Super 7's hot and heavy. I am leaving the field by two with that. Um, not because I really have to, because I don't, Contrary to popular belief, to quote, lean on me, um, I don't have access to any of that. Like, and people may think, oh, bullshit. I don't, I don't, I don't, because of that, it's not in my realm. It doesn't, it's not what I do. Um, it was a great point brought up. I've never to date won any of our contests we've ever done. I've finished in the money, but I never won it. I'm now leading the Super Seven by, I think, two full games. So, unless I'm like driving or with my family or at church or something, which I hope people would respect as close to noon Eastern, one o'clock Eastern as I can get, I will now post my super seven picks immediately just to be, I mean, I don't think anybody questions our ethics or anything like that. I hope no one would. And I, I don't think anybody, no one ever has to date, but I feel it's right to do so because I'm up there and I just don't want that out there to people thinking whatever the hell they could think. Cause I really don't give a fuck because I know we don't do it bad, but. Well, it's all timestamp too. Like for anybody, I mean, you're speaking, I yeah. appreciate that gut, but so everybody knows first off, and it's nothing against you either in the doing well. I hope you win the thing, but you got a, you got a long way to go too. So you haven't even get, it's not like you guaranteed the win already. It's all timestamped and you're just doing an extra due diligence, which the community should appreciate. And I know they will, but it's crazy. You even have to do it. If anyone thinks anything different, a gut or what he does, you're crazy. It's all legit. You know, I, in GCFFL, I'm winning that. There's no inside track on that, like as of right now. So it, we're, we're allowed to play in the contest. We can win the contest, but it, we got a long way to go. And Gup's, you know, a gentleman to be posting that stuff for you guys as a one-off extra because it is what it is. Yeah, and I'm winning my GFFL as well. So that's a little bit easier to try. But and mainly just because I just want to throw it. I mean, because – and again, I will say this. If you're one of the guys that are trying to get your lineups in, I will tell you this. And my wife watches this. She's probably in there watching right now. She fucking at 1135 didn't have hers in. And she was trying to get in. And it was slow. And I was like, that's your own damn fault. Like, I'm saying that to my wife, the queen of yeah. Cubs Corner, who everybody's going to meet in at the Honda. But so if you're a guy that's in there at 10 minutes left and you're trying to cram it in, like, that's on you, right? at least get your picks in prior to, and then if you need to make a change or whatever, and something's crashing, you know, email us, DM us, do whatever. We'll get it fixed, but don't be that guy that like rolls around at 1145 and wants to throw your lineup in and be like, Hey, I can't, I mean, we're obviously trying to improve every day. You should be, I mean, to your defense, you should be able to put your picks in whatever. But if we have a thousand people slamming it at 1145, like, we didn't really expect that all the time. We're trying to improve, and we'll improve this week. This week will be better than last week. But I told my wife, I said, well, if you don't get it in, you don't get it in. That's on you. That's your fault. 
I put mine in literally after this pod. No, later on Thursday, I put my first round in. So I have them in there. And if I want to go adjust by the time I see injuries and all that, I go do that Saturday night, very rarely Sunday morning. So I'll be locked and loaded. And then I'll post my the one that's winning it all right now up there so everybody can see it, uh, which means I'll probably lose like the next four weeks in a row. But whatever. I don't really care. I, I enjoy the contest. I want everybody to have fun. But – Long story short, what are your two favorite spreads against our favorite picks against the spread this week in the Super Seven with the Super Seven slash Super Contest lines? Yeah, I like the Texans plus four. Um, again, it's not just going against my team or anything, just to hedge emotionally or anything. I, I just think a field goal decides it. Like I said, if any letdown spot, like I mentioned earlier, this would be it. And I think the fun, I think I'm going to predict the score this week directly, and the score is going to be 27-24 for the Ravens. Houston's going to cover, which kills everybody. And everyone thinks this game can't have points. So the under 50 betters out there will lose when it's 51 points. And Tucker kicks a field goal for the win. 27-24, Ravens win. 51 points goes over and the Texans cover. Nice. Um, and, and, then, and then, sorry, I got too excited on my, my all-out prediction, all-in. But uh, Carolina, minus five and a half. We talked about every play on their team this week. Atlanta let down after they just won their mini Super Bowl against the Saints in the division off a of bye week where they planned for it. Got up for that game, no doubt. Now, meanwhile, we got the Panthers lost a tough one in snowy Green Bay. I think this is a spot where the, the Panthers bounced back. Uh, we'll have to see if CMC buries me or not. We'll figure that out as the week goes on. Yeah, so my two, one's Panthers. I'm in on them. Uh, mm-hmm. The second one is there's a college football play that I have laid – a pretty good amount of money on in Vegas already. I'm waiting on some movement to release it to the community. It is a potential six star. This NFL bet is a potential six star that I haven't released. Um, and I'll just say that like loosely, cause I've only released like less than 1% of all my plays ever. So to have two six stars in one week would be an all time like craziness. I don't know if I'll get there, but I think the Vikings absolutely demolished the Broncos. Like, 38 to 10 type deal. Like I think the 10 and a half isn't in play. I think it's a, a trap number from Vegas to try to hook in some of those Broncos 10 and a half. Sounds good. It's not even close. I think the Broncos demolish it. I'll be on the Vikings. It's my free bet of the week. I don't know what rating I'll be on on yet. Obviously the community members will get that, but it will at minimum be a play for mine. And then we'll have to figure out where it is by Sunday, but I love the Vikings this week. Minus 10 and a half. Obviously the Panthers. I love with you um, dog of the week outright real tough this week. I think the chargers are in play. Um, the jets may be a little bit of a cop out cause they're plus one. So I'm going to go to the chargers on Monday night football. I think the chiefs have some issues. They got to figure out now they got to go on the road the Chargers have life with them losing to Tennessee last week. And I somehow, some way, I think they get it done. I think the Chargers may beat the Chiefs out, outright on Monday Night Football. What about you? I, I guess it's my turn for the cop-out then. You called me out. So I, I'm on the Jets. I had the Jets last week in the spot at home, uh, and they won outright against the Giants. So I'm, I'm going to go back to the Jets on the road here. You mentioned it. You, you could see a Lev Bell game. You could see a spot where these guys – can put it to him, but Dwayne Haskins and that squad, I, I just don't see it. So I'm on the Jets. I know it's a, a small number, but I don't see any of the other ones. It was really tough to pick this week. You nailed it. So no, and I, I love the Jets. I like just if someone said just pick one that's a true dog, which the Jets by technical definition are, 
that's my pick. Plus one, which they technically are. I think they went out right, and I'm on it. They'll probably be one of my plays for sure. Um, I unfortunately lost my survivor pool, finally. <laughs> um, I saw the email earlier. We had 76, I think, or 66 guys left going into the week. And, now? and I think we, we had like five afterwards. I know Gup's Corner was bad or worse. Um, we won't ask JB. He's already motherfucking us behind the scenes. But yeah, uh, it, it was bad all the way around. Um, I got a little too cute in one area. I shouldn't have went. I went two Saints and a Chief. I should have split it up three ways. But if I had a pick this week, because I already planned out my next four weeks, it was going to be the Raiders. Um, seems pretty easy. But what about you? Uh, Raiders is obvious. I was going to say you should have saved your stuff for, for this week because the Raiders is probably the best spot I've ever seen. And at the end of the day, you just, you know, no one would have used them yet. There's no reason you would have played the Raiders already. So this is just a easy week to move on with them. And you could have said that about other teams last week, but it, it's not the same. This is a way different spot. The Bengals are one of the worst teams of all time, maybe. So this season. So I'll say take the Raiders at home. It's just a smash spot. No, it is. And if you got them, you should. If you don't, I don't know of a week you could have played them, but um yeah yeah, i don't i don't really know so take that um tambo we're gonna wrap it up any final thoughts big week this week we got a lot going on i know you got a lot of stress ahead of you trying to make that king of the beach final one lineup i know i hate it you know when the guy that builds 150 lineups every week or more it's down to one i will say this yeah I'll be your right. lifeline, like the deal or no deal. Get a lifeline. You, you can call it good. That's my specialty. I, not that I'm good, but if there's anything I'm good at, it's a one lineup deal. Who who wants to be a millionaire? Phone a friend. That's what I can use you there guys you this go. week. Yeah, okay. exactly. I might need that because that's the thing. I'm going to play it safe, like I said. So I, I appreciate everyone wishing me the good luck and, and everything. I'm going to play it like I always have. Hope for the best. If it works out, it was meant to be. If not, we'll see you next time, right? See you next year. But I'm, I'm proud of myself for, for getting into it. This is They've ran it for four years. I've been in it all four Two of the last three, I got into the live portion through that, but I made the semifinal every year when it was 180, 180, 200, and 200. I was in every time. So not not a bad showing for King of the Beach. I'm excited about it, but I want to get down there for sure. That's my my next goal. No, and I, I may um, I may just fly because my boy OG's right there. You fly in the Florida Lauderdale, right? That's what it would be, I believe. I, th- I think yeah. it's uh, it's right on South Beach, so I can't remember which airport. Yep. I'm Florida, not getting too ahead of myself. I just, yeah. I just know that this year they made it, so it's next week. So I will literally, if I get in Sunday, I got to book my flights immediately and fly out on Thursday, just four days later. Yeah, I have a direct flight to FFL, so I may, I may have to, I may have to roll in there just to have fun. Um, we got to get I'm there sure. first. We got to get there. Oh first. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. not jump ahead. Uh, as always, Jordan, Saturday night, seven Eastern. Um, that's can be movable. We have a lot of things going on Saturdays. Last week, I had a customer event, so we moved up a little early. Regardless of when we have it on Saturday, you can join us or you can get access to it at any time. I, I guess a lot of people didn't realize that. No, maybe that's on us. I've tried to talk about it a lot now on all the pods that all of our private chats and private videos and all that, they stay on the website. You can go in there and chat and click emergency nine or click you know the audible and it'll have the history. And we're going to do some specialty series, you know, here in the in the winter, uh, more towards golf, but some overall bankroll management contest selection type stuff that'll be for our members only. And they'll be in that same spot. So it'll be Tambo and I, maybe we get a guest or two coming in. But this Saturday, as of now, it'll be six, seven Eastern, six Central. My Sooners play the undefeated Baylor right after that. So that, that it won't be any later than that. It, may be <laughs> it won't be like this. Now. We'll be in and out if that's the case. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, be sure to get into the Slack. 
uh, hashtag live chat questions. Throw some questions in there. The football's been great. Golf was a little rocky tonight, but I get it. Everybody's kind of not in it. Um, you know, make sure you join Guff's Corner right now. We missed it earlier. We give all the reasons to do it. Uh, Guffscorner.com slash memberships. Check it out if you haven't already. Um, if you want a discount code, go check out Tambo and Kimmy, Kimmy Kim's golf podcast. They have the only discount code going right now. So if you want to get a, get an advantage of that now and, and jump in, um, as we mentioned, we, we launched new combo Guff's Corner shirts, HV3 shirts. All the money goes to charity to the HV3 Foundation. You can go check those out. Um, the Honda Classic giveaway, we talked about a lot on the golf tonight, but there's going to be six ways for new members and current members to get in with a bonus seventh way. Uh, we're going to have a landing page and a flyer that goes out this week. And as we get into Black Friday, we're going to have a, a huge push for that. And then when we roll out our new golf premium tools for the TOC and the golf package for 2020, another huge package going out and, and huge discounts. I will tell you, if you join now, the money you will save on the packages when they're announced towards the Tournament of Champions will be as equal to what you join as. I know that may not make sense, but as a member, the code and discount we're going to give to our members only for the premium golf package, that'll be the only place we give it to, and it'll be bigger than we ever announced publicly. So if you join now, go ahead and get in. Then you, you'll get that code you know, a week or two before the tournament of champions and you can add on the golf tools package. You get more entries into the contest and you get it for cheaper than anybody else can. As of now, the Honda classic will be, we're going to pay for your airfare from anywhere to Florida lodging for the week is already provided. We got a house about three miles away tickets to the Honda classic every day. So up to five days. So we're going to be there. I'm going to be there Tuesday night through Monday, but if you can only come Thursday through Sunday or whatever, we'll work through that. That's up to you. But those are the days you can be there for the whole week. We got tickets to every round. We got two rounds of golf provided. One will be at a, another course, and then one will be an entry into the DFS Open that we mentioned earlier, DFO, DFO, DFSopen.com if you want to go check it out. We're a sponsor there. Those guys are doing a great job. It's going to be a massive event. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and get registered. And if you happen to win our prize, we'll refund you back the money. And then we'll, we'll there'll be someone that wants to eat it up because it's going to fill up quick. I think it's already like. It's almost sold people. out. Yeah. yeah it's it's six, like over six, 60 yeah. people of 88. So. Yeah. It's almost full now. So go check that out if you haven't already. Um, and then as always, we'll be back here Saturday night. And then next week, final week of golf. And then we'll start wrapping and we'll be really, we'll, hopefully we're talking to Tamo about his, Last of 75 and the king of the beach. <laughs> uh, and then we'll see you Saturday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time for the Audible. As always, we appreciate you and have a great week. For JB behind the mic, Tambo running for the king of the beach, and myself, have a good week.